0: Philadelphia fans love football in a really dark and disturbing way. The national perception of the Philadelphia sports fan is that they are lunatics, almost pathologically
1: negative. And I think it is a richly justified reputation.
0: If I walk into the link
1: or a couple of years ago with the vet and I'm wearing a giant shirt or a cowboy jersey. I don't expect bottles to be thrown at my head. I don't expect my life to be threatened. They are violent people. And I think the reason they're hated is because of the reputation they've built as sick, animalistic freaks that have a jail inside their stadium because they cause so much violence. I think they're the best sports fans in America. Any sport, any city. Hello, and welcome back to another edition substandard sponsored by quip i'm victor mattis along with sunny bunch and jonathan v last i'd like to remind you the substandard is available on itunes google play and stitcher just look at a podcast and search for substandard you'll easily find us please subscribe tell your friends and leave a review speaking of reviews we have gone over the 500 review mark Uh, but we still love to have more reviews come in. Obviously, there are other podcasts that have double or three times the amount, not that we're keeping track of these things, but I did have, and I know we stopped reading reviews, but I was looking at a review, and I thought it was really funny, and I'd share it with us, okay? This is a review by uh, a fella, a listener named Adam Quincy, who says, if I only had 24 hours to live, I would listen to this podcast because waiting for them to get to the point would feel like forever. Yeah. Five stars. That's right.
2: That's good. That's accurate. It's the most accurate review anyone has written about What she's saying
0: is that this show bends the contours of space-time. Yes. Well, right around
2: Vic's head.
1: (laughs) That's possible.
0: This is fantastic.
1: Wow. Well, that. help yourself. Isn't well, we'll get we'll I like it. L- notes of caramel. <laughs> We're talking. It's delicious. We'll We're, get
2: we'll get to drink of the week later, I guess. Oh, or yeah. should we do it now? No, spirit oh, of the we week. Can, can, I, can I go
1: back
0: and forth between yeah. this Ooh, and
1: the shelter? At your own risk. Event? At event? your own p- The grapefruit flavor may interview with the caramel double notes. Double
2: fisting. These. JBL is currently <sighs> double fisting alcohol. It's I'm the first sick. I've ever seen. I'm
0: sick. What do you want?
1: We will get to the spirit. We'll get we'll have people. Hanging on here, I'll yeah.
2: keep them at the edge what of their. What does he love? What is what it? What does he finally love? Oh my love? goodness,
1: he's going to have to. Shannon's going to have to get this for you for Christmas. Okay,
2: uh, I think how... they spent their whole gift budget on that on that bag, on that jersey. Oh, on the j- on that jersey. Okay, that, fine. That Let's JVL's get well, what,
0: what are we talking about? What are you wearing, JVL? I'm wearing the Nike Elite Edition on-field jersey, wait, the wait. Alt Black.
2: Wait, wait. Why are why are you wearing your Nike Elite jersey and not your Nike watch?
0: You just blew my mind. <laughs> That's an excellent yeah, excellent I'm question. At that. I, I like to think You're that,
2: wearing some crap some crap regular oh, analog watch. I Where's I like your to Nike think Elite watch.
0: Brian Dawkins the Wolverine Weapon X the Hall of Famer from the Eagles mm-hmm. number 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think that he wears fine automatic timepieces and not not garbage digital smartwatch stuff. Although I I do enjoy my Apple Series 3 Nike edition, for athletes. And like Brian Dawkins, I'm an athlete.
2: You could actually literally wander onto the field.
0: I could. I would be allowed
2: if in could, this jersey it.
0: to wander down onto just, the field. Just to go onto the field. And to, you know, play a little football. Because well, well, I, I like playing
1: and football. And by playing football, you mean like handing out the cups of Gatorade to the players? But, no, no, they don't <laughs> have cups anymore. You
0: squeeze. I'll be the
2: guy sitting here oh, water bottle Yeah, squeezing. through the helmet. Can you squeeze through the helmet if you want. Question. Yeah. What was the Mark Wahlberg movie where he plays the guy who walks onto the field? Invincible. Uh, invincible. invincible. So invincible. basically, you're invincible right now. Essentially, yes. You're the invincible. Well, yes. I'm, I know
1: we'll get a correction on this. Popoli? 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 Popoli?
2: Oh. Wow. Do I look I mean. Italian? It, 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 Oh, oh, from. Yeah. How? oh. I was just like, you but should know rem- this. This is not rem- wrong. But these are your people.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I think it is, he was the kicker, <clears throat> right? The kicker. And Greg Kinnear playing Dick Vermeule, I think. Dick Vermeule. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Kinnear's a very good uh, he's Dick Vermeule. Uh, yeah. He's a he very looked, good He looked, Dick he looked Dick like, like him.
0: So, so, did you guys watch?
2: I watched parts. I watched what? the Patriots what? game because that was good and entertaining and interesting. I did not watch the Philly drubbing of Minnesota. Minnesota
0: did not show up.
2: They didn't show up
0: okay. A couple things. Mm-hmm. One, entirely understandable because and this is true. They didn't show up after an emotional I mean I don't know. Didn't didn't Tennessee lose following the the mass, the Music City Miracle. I mean, when you when you win a game out of nowhere on a play that will be watched for decades. Teams that do that all time are 0-72 and 1 in the playoffs. <laughs> What's the one? <laughs> I forget
2: (laughs) who tied tied in the playoffs. playoffs? (laughs) Who tied in the playoffs? No, what I'm saying is
0: it's very, very right. I mean, this is it's a letdown. You're in a Uh, letdown spot. Your Super Bowl question was that was the New Orleans, right? That was it, right? And the Eagles came out and they this Eagles team dominated. D G A F. They really are. I mean, they just you know they're playing with house money. Everybody has counted them out. As F D
1: G. What is the D G? Damn good. Don't give. Don't give. D-G-A-F.
2: Don't give. Oh, I-S-W-Y-D-T. Thank you. We're not. We're not going to. So, but did you, watch, I mean, did you watch? Did you see the flea flicker? No, I see, literally. I I, I. I watched. I, I, I watched, I watched the. A lot of... I watched the Patriots game. Did you watch watched, the the I, pick six I, I where he reverses the, the complete field? Whole... <laughs> <the laughs> whole... I actually did see that. Did that did was see. amazing. That was the one play. that I Did you I saw. see the blocks
0: that yeah. the the? I mean, the defense immediately switches and throws blocks to clear lanes for him. It was amazing. You were saying
2: the Let's talk. Can we talk? Can we talk about the actual good game? The Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots. Jacksonville. I'm sorry. You're
0: saying that a game involving Jacksonville was the good game? Yes. Just so we're clear, it was much better was okay. much more
2: entertaining. It was close to the end. And f- and finally, the forces of good triumphed in the end. The Patriots defeated the upstart Jaguars, uh, the, f- and the NFL's terrorists, really, the football terrorists. Uh, and 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 the Empire rolled along. And now they're going to uh, uh, get Philadelphia in their Death Star tractor beam. They're going to pull them in. And there's not going to be any Luke Skywalker to save the day. That's all no I'm one, saying.
0: No one denies this. No, the Eagles are going to lose. The what? line is ridiculous. What is the, the line? The six and a half. It's five and a half or six and a half. It, it depends on, on the shop.
1: status of Brady's hand,
2: yes?
0: Uh, no, it just depends on where you're shopping right now. They didn't even wait to see if Gronk could play, and they rushed out five and a half or oh, six. Oh, the concussion, the almost yeah. concussion? Uh, it should be three, maybe three and a half. The Patriots are a clear favorite. I think the Eagles are good enough to win. I think there is a one in three chance the Eagles can Wait, could, wait. You think the win. line should be closer to five say and a half further. or six and a half? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, I mean, this is the biggest, this is the that biggest line that there has been in a decade almost. Uh, and, and for a team game which actually should, because of Brady's injury, because mm-hmm. of Gronk's status, mm-hmm. I think this should be a pretty pretty close line. Look, 3.5 is still pretty big. I mean, 3.5 is not a pick em, It's two scores.
1: But right now, it's basically Pat, uh, pats by a
0: touchdown, is what you're saying. Yeah, which is on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, th- they should clearly be the favorite. But... Uh, but on the other hand, I, I think the Eagles have probably a 1-in-3 chance to win. What's your, been
2: your favorite thing about watching the Eagles this year?
0: How unexpected it all is. This is so i are playing with house running at this point. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and have been all season. I mean, they weren't supposed to be good this season to begin with. And then they were good. And then Carson Wentz goes down with a season-ending injury. And then they get better. And it has been, they're an incredibly likable team. Because they play, you know, like they play the right way. If you if you watch them, what strikes you is just blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. Like that's they're really good at blocking and tackling. Yeah, nobody gets past the first level tackle. They give up whatever yards they're gonna give up on an offensive play, and they, they don't allow any extra yards after the fact. Yeah. And they block really well on offense. This
2: is yeah, you know, they, they're lunch bucket
0: players. Question. Yeah.
2: Is there any strife at home between you and your son, who is oh, a huge right. patriot? That's game. right
0: interesting that you've asked that i'm curious i believe that i may have a chance to convert him
2: convert him to (gasps) philadelphia
0: he is hang i well what i did was i cut his hand off first you
2: have to do it when they're young
0: first i cut his hand off Mm. and he is now clinging to the little antenna Uh and i have reached down to him and said come to me and together we Mm. will rule the city of brotherly love together
2: no but you got it backwards though because the patriots are the empire that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, whatever. This analogy well, doesn't the, make the, any sense. The
0: point is, he watched the the game, and because my son, whom I love, is a filthy front runner, watching the Eagles whoop ass on the Tyking on the Vikings, he was like, "Wow, the Eagles are awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and he and, was, but he
1: also had seen the Pats then. He had was, seen the
0: Pats, and he was yeah. convinced that they were going to lose. And He this, was. This is, what he, this is what he does. That's funny. He's convinced they're going to lose until the end when he's convinced they're going to win. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then after the game, he memory holes the entire first half meltdown right. of, you know. But I always had the feeling watching them, even though they were down. But I have a secret that weapon. they were going to come back. I have a secret weapon. Yes. Shannon, yeah. turn off the show. I went and ordered yesterday... A Nick Foles Super Bowl LII patch jersey for Cody.
2: This is not the Nike Elite.
0: They don't make the Nike Elite levels for youth. Oh. If Mm. they did, I would have done it. Oh. Because it would have been a bargain at twice the price to put my thumb on the scale of bringing him over to Philadelphia. Look. Mm -hmm. Look. Philadelphia is poised to be good for a pretty long time here. There's a very young team, very well-coached team. The Patriots... Tom Brady will die eventually. Same thing with Bill Belichick. Bob Kraft will die. I mean, the guy's like a, ni- a, a 90 years old or something. And once that all goes away, they're just another NFL team. It's a product of like, you know, really like three or four guys. Ernie Adams, that guy, have you seen him? He could go any minute. And the Eagles will be there. So yeah, I think right. this is my chance to mm. scoop my son up and make him force him to accept his patrimony. Question.
2: Yeah. If you had to choose right now between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles going forward, who do mm. you take? Foles. Foles. If, Foles. Foles.
1: if Foles loses the Super Bowl. I
2: thought you were going to ask
0: me, do I choose between Foles and Brady going forward?
2: No. If, if you had to choose between Foles and Brady going forward, what terrible, awful response would you pick?
0: Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. He is the GOAT. No one denies this. That said, right now... If you were drafting a quarterback to build a franchise around for the next five to ten years, Nick Foles has had a seven-touchdown game. Tom Brady has only thrown six touchdown games. If Nick Foles, Nick Foles was once right the there. NFC Player of the Month, Tom Brady has <laughs> never been the NFC Player of the Month. Never. Not never, once in his whole never. career. He has
1: a terrible record in the NFC.
0: Nick Foles has no stitches on his throwing hand. Tom Brady has ten stitches. Ten? ten of them. On his throwing hand,
2: Damn. I'm just saying when you look at the, the data, those will never heal. Too the those data stitches they may don't not. heal. They They're may just, not. They forever you have them in your hand.
0: For all we know, yeah, they could be there for forever. Yeah, if uh, Nick I'm Foles, just saying we don't know.
2: If Nick Foles, if you extrapolate from now, he'll have a hundred stitches by next year.
1: If he's getting ten stitches a month. If Nick Falls, if Nick <laughs> Falls, if Nick Falls everyone's interrupting me, if Nick Falls
2: loses his if, if Tom the Brady soup. doesn't have sex with Giselle Buncheon, will he still be able to win all these football games?
0: We don't know that, do we? I don't know. We yeah. don't know. We don't, we don't know. What if she leaves him? There are a lot of questions. I was,
2: I, I was listening to the talk radio today, and they and they were and they were talking about how the Patriots all have like supermodel wives. It's Giselle and Adriana Lima is with like Edelman or somebody. Like, is she with I, Edelman? I, I don't know. With one, <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. One of the one of, But like it, she's apparently imported her whole Victoria's Secret brood. Into this, into this well, network, you, hey, it's amazing.
0: That's not how it is in Philly.
2: No, in Philly, it's all trash. I got, it's all trash I got my people. cousin Carmen from the South of Philly. <laughs> You'd love to meet her, Nick. I'm sorry, Vic. Were you going to say something? You've, you've, no, no, but I, no I, You've I wheeled away from the, the, the table. Turns out I don't need to be you've on the You've wheeled away from the table. Come back. Come and talk. Back. Every time I talk come back. In the come, come back. back. Come, come back and
0: talk, Vic. No, Come back. Come on. Oh, I got nothing to say. Did Gene watch the Did Gene watch the game? No.
1: I have no gene this week. So did no you watch it with me? My question game? is: If Nick Foles just loses the Super Bowl, are they
0: gonna go with Carson Wentz next year?
1: I have to get it really fast before I get interrupted.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, undoubtedly, yes. Almost, if Foles loses almost, the Super Bowl, they go with Wentz. You almost
2: Under the 18-year uh, on the ground, I have to go as That's, fast
1: as possible before I get interrupted. I'm guy. gonna
0: do you one better. What? I think if Foles wins mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, they probably still go back to Carson Wentz. Well, of course they do. <laughs>
2: <Really>? <laughs> yeah, of course they do because Carson Wentz Why is would you a better do that? quarterback.
0: Really? Yes. How many I mean what is your sample size of games for that?
2: Uh it's 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 not uh He looked like a better quarterback for 10 games this year. It's it's not uh watching Nick Foles get cut and bounced around the league till he's the backup again at the place he left. I think that that could be a, a mistake. Uh
0: what they were, what they are likely to do? Question. Yes.
2: Is the big loser in this playoff run so far Kirk Cousins, who is seeing his uh, potential spots in Jacksonville uh, and San Francisco dry up? Where Nick and Nick Foles is going to be a free agent after this year, is he not?
0: He has one more year, I
2: believe. Oh, is in he theory. on? Is he under yeah. contract for one more? Oh, still though. Still though, I think Kirk Cousins. He's seeing his his potential destinations dry up.
0: Kirk Cousins is not a starting caliber quarterback in the National Football League.
2: Kirk Cousins is going to get 30 million dollars a year. Okay.
0: From I mean look, he, somebody you know, will uh, pay him that, but right, right. I'm telling you I'm, that is a as a no, 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 short no. to medium term prospect. I, he is not a viable I, look, starter in the league.
2: I I, I I agree with this. I totally agree with this. I mean, you you've, you've watched Kirk sol- Cousins play. He has play solid a lot. stats. He is like he's a totally competent he's quarterback competent. who is going to he's get very competent. He like needs... Aaron Rodgers money.
0: He would be a good backup. Like you could feed, no look in a team that is a playoff contending team. Just Kirk needs Cousins a better would team. be he just needs a, a better good team. Be, no, I don't. Do you really? And, and I'm not being yeah. a jerk. Do you really believe that? Does he? Yeah. Do you think he is a if starting Alfred, caliber? If
1: Alfred Morris and Pierre Garcon were still playing for the
2: Redskins and a couple other dudes, uh, I think he'd be in better shape. I think. I think Kirk Cousins is is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. Are you drunk? Not yet. No, I mean I, you're there.
0: you're just trolling. That no, that's, I think he's, that's a he's, crazy. He's
2: just objectively a better quarterback than that's Nick a cr- Foles. I mean he can he can hit crazy. He can hit the, he can he can hit the guys and he's he's thrown his six touchdown games. I mean he's basically Brady level. He's thrown the six touchdown games. Okay, right. So that's am I wrong? I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Somebody will correct me on Twitter. I'm sure it.
0: Uh, so here's the, but here's the interesting thing. So if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, which again they are more likely than not mm-hmm. to lose. Mm-hmm. I believe what happens is the Eagles get Dr. Nick Riviera in there to look at Carson Wentz and say, "Oh, hey everybody, this this ACL does not look very good. I think maybe we've had some complications with the rehab and we have to
2: Question. Yeah. When did when did Dr. Nick Riviera become a Mexican? <laughs> That's Nick Riviera, Riviera. A Mexican Dr. Nick Riviera has an accent. A Mexican yeah, stereotype plans. from a 1930s Disney cartoon. Dr. Nick Riviera has an accent. Yeah, but he doesn't sound like... Uh, I thought he was... Hello, everybody. He doesn't sound like the Frito Bandito. He,
1: he sounds like the guy from Hello. Taxi. What's his name? Who I'm Jim wearing Carried my sombrero. Who is,
2: I'm not their No, that's That's what you that's that's sounded like just now. That's what you sounded just like now. Who's my?
1: the dead not comedian that Jim Carrey made his whole life movie about? Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman, it sounded like. No,
0: so this is... What will happen is they'll bring in a doctor to say...
1: Also, question. Have you been working on the impression... Before now. No, I just threw this out happened there. Just on the
0: spot. It was just right there for you. Yeah, okay, you I'll, give you, can I'll tell. give you a five. You can
1: tell. I'll uh, give you a five out of ten.
0: I will finish this and we'll move on to like talk about culture or something. They will bring in a doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor will say that there have been complications with the rehab. He is such a special player. we got to take care of his future and we're going to slow walk this and we're going to give him all the time he needs to get healthy. And they're going to wait like six or eight games for Foles to play in the next uh, 2018 season to see if he's actually still playing at the same level before they make a decision.
2: Well, I mean, he is going to be. I mean, that the the injury that Wentz suffered is a year long injury, right? I mean, he will be. Is he yeah, going to be ready for the next?
0: Unclear, unclear. I would say if it, if they could aggressively get him ready for the start of the season, they will almost certainly not do that, and I suspect they'll run in the other direction and try to make it as as long as possible so they can get a better read on Foles.
2: Sonny, how are you? I'm good. 15 minutes of football talk that's good that's good because this is a crappy episode Ooh, we're uh, well on our way how's your weekend been my weekend has been great uh my uh my daughter had a stomach virus and then three days later my wife got the stomach virus and then i didn't get it i like this is i have i have i have magically hold on escaped the cycle of sickness and and isn't it true that you've also never gotten a cavity in your life i've never gotten a cavity yeah I'm basically unbreakable, <laughs> is what. I, the M night chamois How much? You bench? How much, you, how much about, have you tried benching? Well, I, I, you know, I just started. I just started benching it, and then my 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 two and a half year old daughter. She start. She added a forty five pound plate to it, and I was like, "Whoa, I can't even tell the difference here." Put on more, and so she, she put on the paint cans. Mm-hmm. Are you much into swimming? Do you like water? Oh, I almost drowned one time. Is that right? That's the only my one weakness. <laughs> well, that's really Water. Scary. I can't believe that. Uh, remember, anyway, <laughs> not no sick no sickness for me. Do you and work it's at, too bad. Do you, do you work security at the vet? Oh God, That's that was right. the vet. It wasn't it was even the funny. link. It was Eagles. It was so long ago. Yeah, was it? no, no. It wasn't the Eagles. It was like a college team. It was like a university. Oh uh, right, but they happened to play there, Pennsylvania or That's something. Right. I don't know. Okay. Temple right. maybe. Okay. I don't remember. All right. uh, so anyway, I'm yeah. I'm actually really great because I'm not sick as opposed mm-hmm. to JBL who is fighting off various diseases. Ugh and uh, it was double fisting Shuffer Huffer and 18 year Johnny Stodch. Walker. It's literally, this is is the, that wrong? This is the white trashiest thing that has ever been done. I just, I know that we shouldn't. You can mix it together. I know we shouldn't. D- with some Coke. I know, we some Coke. I, know we I know we shouldn't make fun of the deplorables, but God damn, this is the, this is just.
1: A little Coke and Johnny Walker
0: 18, that's how I roll. You know, you, you elites in your Georgetown cocktail parties.
2: I don't go to Georgetown cocktail parties. I only go to Washington uh, DC in like 14th Street cocktail parties. Oh, I don't even know what that is hipster-like. Like, like. That's very hipster uh, like. That's very 14th Street. I don't I don't go to cocktail parties. Nobody goes to cocktail parties. They go to cocktail mm-hmm. bars. You go to a cocktail bar and you have your drinks. You don't go to the cocktail party. Nobody wants to Nobody's host those. Nobody's a salon. The only person who hosts those is Peter Suderman, and he doesn't listen to this so it doesn't matter. So like he you know it doesn't matter. Nobody goes to those. Okay.
1: A uh, quick story on the bathroom renovation. Oh, how's yes. that going? Well, we're almost done. I think we'll be done by the end of this week. We oh, so Kate was very excited. She said to come down and check out the bathroom because they put all the marble in the tile. Everything is coming together really nicely. So we go down there check it out. But the, there was no toilet yet. Wait, is
2: it the the marble and the tile that you got from Lowe's? Uh, <laughs> it's you probably of that. I don't know what it is. I I I'd say it looks like it's not marble. It looks like you know. It's is it foam. like a white it white granite? Like, it's, it's for, for the vanity. Yeah. it's about.
1: gray, and I don't
0: know. Here's a question: knows. Is it natural stone or manufactured? I couldn't tell you. Kate could tell you. Actually, she knows all the specs. Did she pick out everything? Design and pick out everything. Basically, in your bathroom, and I looked at
1: it and I said that looks good to me. So the only your thing, bathroom, the bathroom whoa. that is going to be your office. She uh, office. designed everything. Well, I mean, she showed me what they thought and she liked, and I said I like it, and I didn't disagree with her. Uh, I think she should get to destroy it first. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I mean, when I knew we were in college, I didn't think she did it at all, right? I mean, it's one of those things, you know? It's
2: it's a mystery. What? You do that? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) That's a scene in The Big Sick where she actually has to, the the female character actually, she wakes up at like two in the morning and she's running around the the apartment That she's staying, uh-huh. she's staying overnight at it Kamal <laughs> and oh, whatever Kamal's yes, yes, yes. place, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, she, has she, to? she she has to and she and she like is like Horrible. hey I'm I'm gonna run down to the Seven Eleven for some coffee real quick I'll be right back and he's like I've got coffee right here no I just want to get you know like a like a soda or something she's like I've got soda. <laughs> I got a poop. Yeah.
1: It's shocking.
2: I think Ta- she says something other than
1: that. Yeah, it's shocking. I, I always thought it would just be like a ball of dust, you know.
0: <laughs> just uh, Okay. But anyway, Assumes so she directly says, into heaven. Yeah, yes, exactly. No, so I said JBL, welcome back. Thank you. Hey, back. So <laughs> I, I snarfed my chauffeur off her. That was so funny. The
1: uh so we were looking at it and the, the toilet's not there yet, right? So it's just a hole in the cover it. <laughs> it's just a hole. So it's I'm not even gonna make a joke. You I was, just leave it there. I was gonna make a joke and I'm not gonna make a joke because it would offend a lot just of people. Just squat. So, yes, so I said, oh, and so we're looking at it Put a hose quietly, in there. quietly, and all of a sudden we hear this like moving noise underneath where the hole is for the toilet. It's like a scratching noise. Yeah. Sonny's face. He's shaking Rat. his head. Nope. And it sounds heavy. It doesn't sound like a mat. It sounds heavy. Which movie And remember, this? this connects is this Tremors? Right? I don't know, but it's true. Alligator? And it connects to the main sewer. So all of a sudden, you actually see the plastic covering. It starts moving. I kid you not. So immediately I yell at Kate, quick, get something to cover this. And so she was running around, and uh, finding, I'm trying to find ways to fit it on this thing, but I'm like, I don't think it's going to get underneath. And we finally settled on my idea, which was Tupperware and a weight on top. It's like, get well, that'll, the Tupperware. that'll keep you safe. Yeah, yeah, So good. I've got a 25- 30-foot alligator uh, coming yeah, well, out of the well, sewers. Well, it an fine. alligator will have a serious problem, but I said if it's anything else- this might do it and so it was uh, pennywise it was yes, yes pennywise, a spider. His way up. yeah he was working, working his way, way up. up and i said if uh, uh so she's i said there's like a 25 pound dumbbell and so she went and she goes i can't she had hurt her back i can't lift it so running over put it down it's Vic, Vic ran over and was like I can't lift this either. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, we got to get Bill <laughs> oh, Dwyer no. over here. We got to get we got to get
2: Captain tw- Bill. Twenty five so, is right in my range. Twenty five is right in my and range. Then four hours later, after the rat had run out and mm. run all around the the place and gone back well, in the hole, Bill Dwyer came eat, over and he the, put the these Captain, they eat. captain I mean, Bill.
1: You know, it's terrifying. These things can eat through anything, <laughs> but luckily it didn't because this happened to David Skinner yeah. uh, doing a renovation. What? When uh, They were renovating windows and left the door open and had gotten in. And so they set up, uh, our friend David Skinner, they set up a giant rat trap. In the middle of the night, Skinner hears the big snap noise. He goes down and it had only partially hit the rat. And the rat was dragging the trap with it and then had to kill it. And it's disgusting. But, you know, as my barber Habib says, you know, who's from Morocco, he said that his father uh, um, killed a rat the size of his forearm. He said uh, he he trapped it in in the bathroom, and in Habib's exact words, he killed
0: it with chair. It screamed like baby. <laughs> oh
2: God! Yeah, that's okay. That's, I'm sorry.
0: That's, that's worse yeah. than my Doctor Nick impression.
2: <laughs> well, that's how he said it. That's way that's way worse than my that's rat story. God. Horrifying. Oh. What's your rat story, uh, Sonny? When I when I lived in when I lived in Southeast Washington, D.C., I lived, uh, I, like, I Already, lived, already, I'm i lived, like, okay, I, yes. lived, I lived next to an alley, oh. Uh, oh. and the, and, and, uh, at a certain point in living there, I realized that there were, at the very least, large mice running around. And I put down some traps, and I, I caught one mouse. Outside uh, or inside? Inside, inside. I caught one mouse, but there were still, there were things running around in the walls. So I put, I put, I put like four packs of poison down. And I just like, you know, the big blocks of poison. Yeah. I just put that down I was like, here you go. Yeah. Here you go, rats or mice or yeah. whatever. And and it stopped. And the the, the 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 motion in the walls stopped, the scratching noises, et cetera, it all stopped. And then about four months later on the first hot day oh. of summer, ho, 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 ho. the hot day of summer, <laughs> first hot day of summer, I noticed a uh, fly, you know like a little black house fly. <laughs> it was in my it was in my in my house. Uh-oh. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, gross." That, which is rare, because I lived, again, I lived in a, I, I didn't say this, I lived in a like an English basement, so I was underground, no windows or anything. Very rarely did I get bugs down there, which was nice, like no water bugs or anything. I've but seen like,
1: basements like I'm, that. They're kind of a fire trap, aren't they? Oh, uh,
2: 100% of yeah. my, well, I had two fire, exits, so trap. I would have I been okay, probably. Oh, you probably. have two exits, okay, but no windows. But no windows. <laughs> uh, if I had died, I would have gotten happy.
0: Well, your single uh, life sounds like it was just a cavalcade of wonders. Why did you ever get married?
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, but the So uh, there was a fly, and I was like, oh, that's weird and gross. So I killed the fly, and then, and, and about a minute later, I saw another one. I was like, "I just killed you." So I killed that one, and then I saw two flies, and I was like, "Something's wrong. Something's gone horribly wrong." And then I saw thirty flies, oh, and they oh. were just pouring out of the vent, the oh. air vent in my bathroom, because whatever I had killed with that poison had died in the walls, and now it was the host <laughs> to mm-hmm. endless mm-hmm. black house flies. So like I a prodigy uh, video, and, and I was, I, I left, I left the basement. Mm-hmm. And I gathered myself, and I went to the Safeway across the street. Were you crying? No, no, I was just like grossed out. Uh, and I and I bought what I would say is more poison for flies. I, I bought I bought maybe fifteen. Canisters of uh, of sprays of various sorts, and I just started spraying them into the fan. And I turned the vent on. and I Even was like, you're gonna "Take all it- this, <laughs> take it all." And I put a sock over my nose, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to breathe this. You're going to breathe it in. You're going to breathe it though. in." And I I may have lost like ten IQ points that day, no. but it was worth it. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I killed all. And they, <laughs> it was, it, I mean, they were literally just falling. <laughs> you know that scene in the Matrix where they shoot in the uh, the <laughs> Matrix <laughs> Revolutions where they shoot off the EMP in the cave and all the things start falling, falling. out of, the squidies start falling out of the sky. That's what it was like with the, 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 uh, the flies. Mm-hmm. They just started dropping ah. out of the sky. Yes. And I was like, ah, well, this, this worked. It worked. <laughs> I've never used poison again since then. No, no, no. <laughs> no, uh, no. I don't and, want... and, and you have MS now, but that's okay. it's, well, I, it's fine, it's treatable. Okay. Cause... How long before you moved? <laughs> like two years. Oh my god, that's horrifying. I lived there for I lived I lived in that basement apartment until I moved in with my wife. Uh and I loved that. If I if if I had to do it all over again, I would do it exactly the same. It was great. It was a basement part it was a basement apartment in the heart of Washington, DC, on Capitol Hill, and it was like eight hundred bucks a month. It was great. I lived
1: in the Kennedy Warren.
2: (laughs) (laughs) PJ O'Rourke was
1: all having cigars with PJ. uh, And uh uh Mandy Grunwald and uh Ann Coulter. And, I, sh- I shared and a- Jeff Rose. Everybody lived there. Everybody lived there.
2: I shared a washing machine with the teacher upstairs.
1: Ooh. Intriguing. Not a hot one. <laughs> oh okay. You could have left it at that, uh, but it's a jungle out there. And speaking of jungles, over the weekend, Jumanji, welcome to the show. By the way, how many more transitions to welcome to Jumanji do I have
2: to do? Uh, I don't know. And that movie it's not that stopping. Movie is, I, I, I was, I was talking about this with J Pod over the, the mm. weekend, who wrote a, who wrote a piece for the Weekly Standard, I believe, about how uh, Jumanji and the Greatest Showman have been huge word mouth successes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jumanji's going to do a multiple of ten. I mean, a, a, a multi So. Uh, quickly Uh, the multiple is the like figure that you say about if if a movie does 40 million dollars on its opening weekend and it does 400 million uh, at the end of its run it did a multiple of 10 jumanji is going to do a multiple of about 10 it's going to gross about 360 370 million dollars off of $36 Thirty-six million dollar opening weekend, and that's huge because what it means is people are saying week to week, we got to go see this. We got to go. I haven't seen it yet. Nobody in this room has seen, it. has seen it. We are pop culture mavens, and we have not seen the most impressive piece making, of pop
1: culture. It's making a mint, probably for Jack Black, who, you know, where have you? It doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to work. Uh, so that took the top spot at the box office with twenty million dollars. It's now grossed. Th- over 316 million domestic. Do
0: we think Rampage is going to do as well as Jumanji? No. I when, was, is it
2: based on the game? Y- yeah. Did you see that? You, did, you didn't see the ads for it during the football games?
0: Dwayne Johnson. With Dwayne, The Dwayne, Rock. Dwayne, the Dwayne, Rock Dwayne, goes Johnson. from Jumanji... It's to Rampage. Well, <laughs> it's very different movies, very different movies. As our, as our, as our
2: movies. friend Matt Cotton Eddie said, he was actually a little bit confused because he didn't understand why the rock is in another movie with giant animals. I had
0: the same thought myself.
2: Yeah. Uh so there there's that there's some confusion there. It's by the guy who directed San Andreas, which is not a good oh, yeah, which, not a good sign, was that movie, in was that movie was a that bit movie of a Wasn't he in
1: that movie too or no? I, can't. Okay.
0: I thought you guys loved San Andreas. No. <laughs> no way. Oh, I no. loved Alexander.
2: Okay, I actually had a hard time watching that movie because she is just like pure sex on the screen, and and it was in, it was in IMAX. I'm gonna have to go back and check. And this it was movie. just like it was it was actually like uncomfortable to watch. I was like, she should put some clothes on. There, there are kids here. This is a PG thirteen movie. Wow. This is so if you
0: had seen that when you were like twelve or thirteen, I would have watched would have that movie. You. I would have watched
2: that movie a hundred times. Mm-hmm. If I was if mm-hmm. I was twelve years old mm-hmm. when San Andreas came mm-hmm. out, well, first I'd watch. I probably actually wouldn't because I would just be watching like Pornhub or whatever, whatever the twelve-year-olds <laughs> what? watch now. What is that? I don't. Know. I assume that's what the kids watch. Mm. Stormy
1: Daniels. Just, I'm just flummoxed. It's uh, the blue episode. It, it's the blue episode. It's like, the platinum like, label speaking episode. Of which, speaking of which, I loved Blue Lagoon. The platinum speaking of which, I loved Blue Lagoon. That was that was my movie, but you know, I never knew how it ended. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a deep cut.
2: It's a, it's a deep cut because you know that's an we. You have done the, that joke before. I on the have. Show. It kills I recycle. Every time. I'm recycling. We've got with every episode sixty
1: one. We're recycling, and it kills every time. Every time. I'm like Midge Maisel here. Uh, okay, in second. Oh, no, that's thank a you. new cut. That's Ben and I just cut. started watching that show. Me we should too, talk about. It. We should do an episode. We should talk about, about Maisel, and, the, the, and we'll bring in pot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in second place was twelve strong. With sixteen and a half million dollars, and this is the movie with Mark Wahlberg, right? Oh no, this no, is, that's that was Lone Survivor.
2: Lone Survivor. Okay,
1: one only. Sadly, I feel like we all should watch it, but only Sonny has watched it thus far. Do you need me to do my read
2: first, or twelve do you know, strong? you slotted oh, this elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. What if we? What no, if we did a? What uh, if, uh, if we did an an We're read. at we're thirty-two, 32 minutes. minutes.
0: Yeah. What's going on, JVL? You know what's strong? What's strong is my oral hygiene Philly game. Strong. Fairly strong. Uh, my oral hygiene game is awfully strong. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right, um, right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. And guiding pulses alert you when to switch sides, making brushing the right amount of effortless. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right onto your mirror and then unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere. That's actually how I use mine. And whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on, it's always there for you. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule. They deliver a new brush head every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. You should find out why for yourself today. I use Quip, it's my travel toothbrush of choice. It's fantastic. Now Quip starts at just $25 and if you go to getquip.com/substandard right now, not 5 minutes from now, right now. You'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com substandard. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot substandard.
1: Lovely, JVL. That was a strong read. Now, how about a review of 12 Strong?
2: 12 Strong. Uh, so, 12 Strong, which has a terrible name. We discuss Corrible. this. Can we discuss this for a second? Like, this when name I say, tells you nothing when I sell, when I say 12 strong to you, what do you guys think of? What do, what do you think of? I say, I just go right now. Okay, 12 okay, strong, uh, first word, uh, uh, Thunder
1: from Down Under, the male strip show. Jesus, <laughs>
2: <laughs> tells me way more about Vic than I needed to know. JVL, you go, you go, you go 12 strong. It's a
0: salad spot. dressing, but I don't want to use it.
2: Okay, uh, 12 strong, I think like Seahawks, I think like the, I think football or you know, the, the 12th man. 12 Strong is actually about the horse soldiers of Afghanistan. And if you had just called the movie Horse Soldiers, I think you would have been in a much better position here. It is a very straightforward. Is this a prequel
0: to 13 Hours?
2: It's a very straightforward retelling of America's first actions in Afghanistan. It's about a special forces team that is inserted into country about a month after 9 11 uh, that uh, joins up with the Northern Alliance to take out the. Taliban and Al Qaeda in Mazar al-Sharif it is it is a it's a it is it's a very well done movie it is a I I I have no uh, objections to large portions of it Um, there are a few little things here and there the for instance, you get a lot of repeated dialogue. I, you keep being told the same plans two or three times, and that gets a little annoying. But as a piece of filmmaking, it is, it is very well done. It's a very action-oriented. It puts you into the, the middle of the combat, and, it, and it, like, it, it drives home the point of what this conflict is all about, which is removing uh, medieval pestilence from a uh, mountain-strewn uh, desert hole. Um and I look, I, I liked it. Chris Hemsworth plays the kind of the lead of the team. He's better known as Thor. He is great. Michael Shannon, who is one of our one of our finest character actors working today. He's also in Shape of Water, which recently received thirteen nominations. Uh, at the at the Oscars, uh, is he plays uh, the the chief warrant officer. He's like the the top enlisted guy. He's he's out there kind of helping the helping Chris Hemsworth through the thing. I, look, it's 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 a fine movie. It is a very straightforward um, uh, uh, American war movie, and I I strongly recommend it to anybody who is like into that sort of thing. It is it is even more straightforward than a movie like say American Sniper or. Um, Something like that. There's no questioning the mission here. This is a this is a this is a movie about rooting out evil and uh, taking out uh, bad guys.
1: So this is not like Stop Loss with Ryan Phillippe, is what you're saying?
2: It's not like or... Stop Loss. It's not like uh, it's not like Brothers. Is it Brothers? It's Was not that like... the movie Brothers? It's not like Brothers. It's not like Zero Dark Thirty. It's not a movie about like questioning why we're there. It is just it is a straightforward reminder that there is evil in the world. And it needs to be taken out. And I'm and I'm like, you know, Ross Douthat, uh, about 10 years ago now, actually wrote a piece for The Atlantic that was very good. It was very much about uh, the what how how what Hollywood had produced after 9-11 did not actually match up with what people thought Hollywood was going to produce after 9-11. And the way he kind of framed this piece was like, look, we thought we were going to get a bunch of movies like Tears of the Sun. And instead, we got a bunch of movies like Green Zone, and it, it is, it is, it is, it is a movie that is, uh, and this is this movie, Twelve Strong, uh, uh, is very much in the mold of Tears of the Sun. It's about mm-hmm. kind of American righteousness yeah. in the face of uh, uh, terror and horror. And that overall. was
1: Bruce Willis movie. Who, Bruce Willis
2: movie. Yeah. I, I watched it again this weekend, actually, because to, to prep for this, because I hadn't seen it. In a long time, and it is the most neocon movie ever made. It's like the most liberal interventionist neocon movie ever made. It literally the closing, uh, the closing title card is the Edmund Burke, the quote, the only, uh, what is uh, the only the only, yeah. what is it? Evil can only try if good men do nothing. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. that whatever that line That's is. Good. That's uh, good. Uh, and it is this is this is much in that in that movie.
1: Uh, so so not Syriana. It's not Syriana. <laughs> not no. three, three Kings, Men not, who stare
0: at ghosts. not Three Kings. Okay, would would that have been different, Sonny? Do you think had Al Gore been president?
2: I, you know, there, there uh, maybe it's possible. I, um, this is not but, a leading question. But, I don't know. I I I, 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 I. Well, so the 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 flip side to this is, I think that since Ross wrote that piece, actually, since like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I don't know what happened after two thousand eight. Why we, we would be more interested in having positive portrayals of you know the the U.S. military and and that sort of thing? But I do think that after that 2000 was an Olympic year after 2008, you you did see uh, a a larger number of kind of more straightforward uh, tales of American heroism uh, abroad. Movies like Lone Survivor, which you mentioned, yeah. um, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I I look, I I think that. Uh, I, the, the Al Gore question is a very interesting one and I don't know I don't know quite how to answer it because I also think Al Gore would have handled post 9-11 very differently than George Bush did. Yeah agreed. So I you know I don't know if we have the Iraq war we probably probably not. we we, pro, we, probably we will certainly have the Afghanistan war that that yes. still happens but I you know what, what the aftermath of that looks like.
0: Remember the first big war movie to come out post 9-11? Black Hawk Down. No. I'm gonna guess The Kingdom. It was made pre nine eleven, and it came out about a month afterwards. Oh, behind enemy lines. Oh, and yeah. that movie came out of nowhere to make a ton of money because people wanted a war movie. Right. Yeah. at that time, and it wasn't meant to be an Iraq movie. Yeah. It isn't. Oh, it was an the Iraq Balkans, Balkans, not. Anyway. it's the Balkans anyway. Right. Yeah. But uh, but it did really well,
1: and it was also very. You know, it was pro. Uh, that was a yep. pro American movie. Yeah, Gene sure Hackman. It was. Well it's once and again it's in Owen this kind
2: Wilson. of Tears of the Sun mode which Tears of the Sun comes out in 2003 which is long enough that it was it was probably in gestation before 9/11 even happened it's very much a movie about the uh, the uh, Rwandan genocide and kind of um, the American non-response to that and regrets about the American non-response to that but this is very much in that mode of like kind of like America is a force for good in the world and needs to you know mm-hmm. be there to stop these mm-hmm. genocidal crazy maniacs
1: were you a big fan uh, at the time? Well, no, you would have been really young at the time. I, Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Can I just was that was that like the initial entry in the Owen Wilson action star oh genre or was uh, or was? I'll effort that while you guys talk. No. Because because this is I I, I I probably saw that movie on HBO about twenty times that summer. I just Good. I just watched it over yeah. and over again, yeah. and uh, and it also has the 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 uh, the guy from Clear and Present Danger who's like the the Colombian. Um, Shanghai Hitman. Noon is a year before. Oh, Shanghai. Noon. Shanghai so so Noon Shanghai first. Noon was first. Yeah, but this was. I. Who's uh, the, you were saying the Columbia. No, hit, the the uh, in, the guy the guy in uh, Clear and Present Danger yeah, who kills one? the secretary. Oh uh, yeah, that it? guy. Yeah, he, him. he is like he's and like Myra, the head of the, the NATO.
0: On. He's French, actually. I think is that right? You oh, know, yeah. the actor. The I actor. Was, I believe I the actor was like Spanish. I'll look this up.
2: Anyway, he is. He is in this as, like, the head of NATO or something. Okay. And it's, like, yeah. I just that's remember. Right. That's right. He can play right. anything. Mm-hmm. Another that great war
1: movie executive decision with Kurt Russell in the hijacking of the plane. Is that really a war
2: movie? I don't think that's a war movie.
1: But remember, that, when that movie came out. We thought it was a Steven Seagal. People thought it was a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. And the most surprising thing, of course, was when he dies in yeah, the yeah. first time right, right. of the movie. Very surprising. Portuguese. Okay, Joaquin Dalmeda. Oh, there you go. Yes, he's great in Clear and Present Danger, by the way. Joaquin great. Joaquin He's, he's great in everything. Yes, he, should in yes, he, he should be now, in more movies. Were you a big Vietnam War movie guy when those movies started to come out?
2: Well, I so the the Vietnam War movie genre is kind of mm-hmm. instructive, right? Because you yes. had yes, you had Full Metal Jacket, which came out in 80, 1980, I think. Or, oh, no, later. No, later, in 86, 86 yeah, 87. 18, yeah. uh, and and uh, which is like kind of... Well, so what you had? Platoon and Full Metal Jacket mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Casualties of War all come mm-hmm. out within like three years of yeah. each other. Hamburger or so, right? Hill, all at the same and, time, and it was—it's this weird mix of like very anti-war and like kind of, eh, like, eh, you know, we, we, love I, the love the, the troops, hate. Yeah. The... Well, but not even love the troops though, right? Because like mm. because oh, I mean really platoon is very much a movie oh, yeah. about hating the troops. Mm-hmm. It's very much mm-hmm. about how there are mm-hmm. bad troops and mm-hmm. um casualties of war, especially is a is a movie about bad troops. Yeah. I mean, it's so I Hollywood doesn't quite know what to do with these wars as they're in motion, which is a problem for everything post 9/11 because we've been at war yeah. for the last Seventeen years now, and like I don't know what I, I you know, I I don't know how they the balancing that is is a very tough thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's
1: I remember I think the first uh, of the Vietnam movies to come out in the seventies was MASH, and they couldn't even have it about Vietnam; it was ostensibly Korea, right? But everybody right. knew that it was basically essentially MASH, and then of course Apocalypse Now. Um,
0: Vic, which yep. which war do you think has the best filmography? World War 2, Korea, Vietnam. I I, lo- I love I love World
1: War 2 movies. Yeah. Um so I, I, I'm a big you and I went to see Saving Private Ryan. Huh? And during the do I we've had this discussion on the episode already once before about Um, because it was a screener so there weren't a lot of people there but some people had to get up and leave and walk around do you remember this it was very intense for a lot of the older people at the time and this is more than 20 this is what something almost 20 years ago so these people were a lot of them might have been vets and somebody brought their kid do you remember this oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was a mistake and then uh, and then you went on later on that day to see uh... something about Mary. yes very. that was a weird double feature good double feature a weird double feature but you're you're a World War II guy I do and I, I mean and even you know the movies that came out in the '70s, um, such as *Battle of Midway*, I think is a fantastic movie. And I love the movies where, um, and and Patton for that matter, where when they one of my pet peeves is when you're seeing uh, the enemy, if you're seeing the Axis, and they're speaking in English because they it makes it easier for the listeners. I prefer for you know, I'd rather read uh, subtitles. subtitles, yeah, because it feels like more realistic. In my, you just like hearing German. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) das stimmt.
2: I mean, no, no, no. I mean, that's true. Uh, But you know what? Civil War, Civil War, underrated as a war uh, for films. Underrated as a (laughs) war for films. War for films. Films. Uh, You know, you've got you've got Gettysburg and Glory, uh, Glory, and uh, Gods and Generals, and of course Mm -hmm. Lincoln and uh, I'll tell you the gangs of New York. Kind yeah. of, is, kind is, of is, yeah. Is draft riots, a, draft
1: is, riots. Uh, I will, I will say this. Uh, I remember a movie, the know, beguiled, both yes. versions. Uh, the movie Taps. Do you remember this movie? Ooh, yeah. it was is that a, the one? With, a,
2: that's one with Tom Cruise. Yes, and he yes. wasn't even top yeah. billing
1: at the time. Of course, it was a Timothy Hutton vehicle.
2: Timothy S. Timothy
1: Hutton. Hutton he had d- already done Ordinary People, and so he did this movie with George C. Scott and Sean Penn about the taking over where the kids take over the military academy yeah. right I, and, and it was obviously very explicitly anti-war anti-military you know kids getting killed and you know what is this teaching our kids right and it originally starts as a fight between the townies and uh and the military academy uh kids who are like high school and uh, maybe Junior high, but there, and, and and but for me as a kid watching it, the takeaway was not how awful war is. It's like I want to go, yeah, that's that. great. I want to join no. and wear uniforms. I'm just gonna throw this out there.
2: I'm gonna throw this out there. Toy soldiers, greater sign, tap taps. Toy soldiers. I, no, toy soldiers I that, with Robin Williams. What, with, no, 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 toy. No, that's toys. Oh, that's, toys. that's toys. That's toys. Toy soldiers is the one with Will Wheaton and Sean Astin. And they're taking they they the the drug lords oh, the right. Colombian yes. drug lords come yeah, up and yeah. and like take over the military that's school. Okay. Also, remember that one? I that do. one is great. I, I vaguely that
0: remember that. That's a great idea. So was Red Dawn talking back to Taps? I mean, so Taps oh, is nineteen eighty one. Red Dawn's nineteen eighty four. Is that is that in part a response mm, to Taps? I don't know. I never no, really so. thought no, of no, that. No, no, no,
2: no. I don't think that's true. Uh, I mean, Red Dawn is very much in response to Olive. I mean, to, like. <laughs> Everything. Uh, it, Red Dawn is a very weird movie if you go back and watch it because it is very much a movie that is in uh, sympathy with the Viet Cong. But also very much in sympathy. What? Also very much you in just sympathy. just blew my mind. No, no, but very, but very much in sympathy with the-, the I, I know what you're the, saying. The, the, the you know, rebels in Afghanistan, and yeah. very much in sympathy with the kind of right-wing idea of- like, Resistance. Of you know, guns are the fundamental force of freedom. I mean, like this well, is- it, 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 has, it, 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 it puts a bunch of different ideas together in interesting ways that are, I don't think, ever fully examined or appreciated. Yeah. Um, that's a favorite war movie of all time. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know what? You put
1: me on the spot over here. And it, it, I, there are aspects of Saving Private Ryan that I like very much. The last... Ba- I loved Tom Sizemore as Sergeant mm-hmm. Mike Corvast, Sarge. But I can't watch... When Adam Goldberg is slowly it's stabbed the in the heart, as the, the German is telling yeah. him, "Yeah, don't worry, it'll be over soon. Don't don't try to resist it." I, I can't watch that. You know, I it's easier to watch the storming of D-Day in the beginning
0: yeah. than it is to watch that. Hard to watch.
1: Oh, Empire of the Sun.
0: Empire of the Sun. I think, oh, of yeah. Empire of the Sun. <laughs> okay, Sunny, favorite war movie ever. Unless you have a ranking of war movies,
2: I have a ranking of post nine eleven movies. movies. Yes, but, but I will. I'll war. get to that. Okay. My favorite of all time is probably Patton. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Patton. I love the speech at the beginning. I love the just the, the kind of pomposity of it. I love I, I love the great man theory of history. I believe that the, the blood of history is driven by the voices of insane people. So like the idea of, of Patton watching Rommel get routed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you magnificent bastard. I read your book. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, that is like the <laughs> very, idea of history to me. Very Mary. good, Sonny. Um, so Patton, I would say. Very what, nice. JBL? You? You know, I didn't really think about the question before I started. <laughs> I I might say
0: Starship Troopers. Oh. <laughs> weirdly enough. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Which is a war movie, not a sci-fi. I mean, it's a well, it's sci-fi an movie, but it, it is happens to be. An
2: it's like a- It's an anti-war movie. It's like a- Is it? Yes. Well, it, it isn't. is. Right it wasn't kill the bugs. It was intended as a critique of mm. the kind of fascist propaganda At movies, the time, so. you mean Heinlein mm. at the time meant it that way. No, no, no. no. Heinlein was very- Paul Verhoeven. Oh, Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. You know- who has his own reasons to be, you know, annoyed but, with the, the Nazis. But my
0: my family was shelled by uh, we don't war by, yeah. by by the allies but it was friendly fire. Yeah. We it may have, fi- we may have Did discussed you, this on the show the one time, track? but the
2: commentary track on the original DVD cut of <laughs> Where He talks about, about his strippers. family being
0: shelled by the allies during the war. And, and I believe but it was yeah. but it was friendly fire. Yeah. It was friendly fire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I believe I believe yeah. he uh he calls out Stephen Hunter or somebody from the Washington Post. Minutes. He's like, I can't believe that Stephen Hunter would say that this is you know. Stephen
0: Hunter rented space inside his yes, head. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. And, and his his essay on it wasn't a review. Like he wrote like two thousand words, which for a you know newspaper movie yep. review is amazing. About and just took the movie apart in ways which I don't fully agree with, but which was a great essay.
2: I actually totally disagree with the way he wrote about the movie, but I thought it was a great essay. And oh. Stephen Hunter's collection, which is something the valencia i we can put it in show notes <laughs> uh, but the his collection which you can find on on amazon is extremely good and extremely well worth reading and it's fascinating to read as a document of a newspaper critic writing long form essays and reviews in the last era where that is possible like it is it just doesn't happen anymore yep. you don't see uh, you don't see it except for like wesley morris writing in the new york times.com uh, for for two thousand words on whatever. Or Sonny Bunch writing on the freebeacon.com dot <laughs> Well, I'm a well yeah, that doesn't mm. that post nine eleven war oh, movies. Yes. <laughs> yes moving right along. ranked. Mm. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Okay. Number five is a bit of a cheat because it was done before nine eleven even actually happened, but it is strangely resonant in the time after nine eleven, Black Hawk Down. Oh love Black, Black Hawk, Hawk Down, Down. released Great December movie. of 2011 Great movie. is a movie that is very much in conversation with what is happening in the world at the time despite being done well before any of that that was over. Uh, and it is a, it is a fascinating movie to look at from that perspective, but it's also just a great war film in and of you itself. You know, uh,
1: at, 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 a glance I thought it was about the British army since there were so many.
2: It was very funny. So this British is, it's, it's actors. very, it's very much an anti-war movie. It is very much a movie about the dangers of getting yourself involved in quiet fires and whatever. Uh, but I remember I watched it for the first time in, I want to say it was like March or no, it must've been, it must've been the summer of 2002 cause I saw it. Uh, on my friend's DVD player at home after college you know we we were watching it in the summer and I was just like god damn I want to go to war and kill all those MFers who's uh, the
0: Somali warlord the guy with the sunglasses who explains the facts of life uh, that's That's the key scene that's the key scene that is the key scene and it's not ID'd
1: because they're going after ID'd so anyway that's Mm -hmm. I I love that movie Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy Piven great helicopter pilot
2: well every there are a hundred young actors in that movie Orlando Bloom who are are just in Orlando Bloom who's in it just so he can fall Fall out out of the helicopter this is right before he was in Lord of the Rings yeah, and Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. These, uh, crazy. Okay. Bill. Tom Sizemore. Bill Fickner. Bill Fickner. <laughs> Bill Fickner's in it. Bill. hmm uh, Okay. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Uh, who? Eric Bana. This is Eric Bana's oh, best performance. Eric Bana's breakout. I mean, Eric like Bana, his... where are they Hoot.
0: now? Hoot. Uh
2: Number four, Tears of the Sun, which again, most- just mm-hmm. th- this is mm-hmm. the opposite of Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. This is the movie that's like mm-hmm. America has to go do these things because nobody else will, yeah. and if we don't, they're gonna cut. They're literally gonna cut the tits off of people. It's what that's the thing that happens in the movie. It's bad. Uh, number three, three hundred. I'm gonna throw that out there. Three hundred. As 300, a post nine eleven movie. As a yeah, post 11 okay. movie, mm-hmm. uh, it is a movie that was reviled by mm-hmm. critics at the time mm-hmm. because it was mm-hmm. uh, It was seen as kind of a fascist imperialist. You know, we need to go to war with Iran. Tort sort of movie, uh, but as Neil Stevenson, the great sci-fi author, put it at the time, critics just didn't understand that it is a. It is a. They couldn't understand it because it was not a movie steeped in irony in an ironic age. It is a movie that is about duty and honor and loyalty, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it is also filmed with the greatest precision that Zack Snyder has ever has. Uh, like this is his masterpiece in very real ways. Okay,
0: can we circle back for one moment? Yes. Did you guys know that Tom Hardy was in Black Hawk Down? Yes. Mm. Did you know that the African warlord we were just talking about was George Harris, who would later go on to, you would know him from Harry Potter, you would know oh, him from yes. Layer oh, Cake. Oh, right, Layer
2: Cake, the Mr. Layer Cake uh, And guy. Mr. Yeah.
0: Katanga from Raiders
1: of the Lost Ark. Yes. I killed it.
0: That's him. I would not recognize him under the sunglasses. It's an amazing mm. performance. That's and now performance. that you see, now that I've seen it, of course, of no surprise. Of course, yeah, that's him great. giving that performance. Enumbered. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Number two, Zero Dark Thirty, which is the best movie about the uh, if 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 we look at the post nine uh, eleven cinematic landscape as a move as a as a world of 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 triumphs and defeats, it is a it, Zero Dark Thirty is most interesting as what happens after, and what happens after is emptiness, and this is like the last. This is the crashing last shot of the movie, which is just Jessica Chastain crying. On that airplane because she has done what she needed to do and now she has nothing left and what goes what mm-hmm. goes after that also uh,
1: by the way and great performance as Leon Panetta uh,
2: James Candolfini
1: yes yeah. and who plays Dennis McDonough who is the national security advisor for Obama
2: oh the um, is it a uh, coach. Uh, Lord no, Halifax and also
1: um, Stannis Baratheon Stephen Delane oh Stephen Delane yeah he's no, very who, good he's oh, a real yeah. jerk but Who's,
2: who, who does Kyle uh, what's his name oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah yeah Kyle Chandler yeah Kyle Chandler play yeah. anyway great. Uh, and number one in Glorious Bastards just a great great movie just as a piece of filmmaking just a great great film I, I, is I, that
0: about war or is that about cinema it's both yeah,
2: it's and then, both. And then in the it's end, he lights I know. It on it, fire. It is. It is, it is it, the well. I have a whole thing on Inglorious Bastards that one day I will write. But it is a movie that is about how movies have been used to demonize Nazis throughout history for good reason. Like the 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 real lesson of Inglorious Bastards is the Nazis not only lose the war, they lose the history because you know who writes. The history of World War oh, II. Oh, oh, I I know that. The the victors, the victors. You know who the victors were? I don't know that one. The Jews in Hollywood, <laughs> and they they made the Nazis look wow, yeah, evil for yeah. for literally. I mean, yeah. I, I, I you know. So anyway, yeah. Inglorious Bastard. Eli Roth. I can't wait for his death right. wish. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I That's already have right. kind of a mm. 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 What? Okay, you've seen it already. No, but it comes out in yeah. like two months. Okay. I'm excited. to I see can't it. believe it's only the it's Bruce Willis two of Death Wish. I feel like yeah, you, know, you lose track. Written of these by things. Joe Carnahan.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Um. Good.
2: So anyway, uh, do you guys Love have it. any post 9/11 war? Uh, Are we out of time? I'm, big, of I'm time. a fan Did of i a zero, a, I'm a fan of
1: Zero Dark Thirty. I like the Kingdom by Peter Berg.
2: Oh, the Kingdom is great. It's a good one. Uh, there
1: is a little equivalence at the end. I understand. Well, you know,
2: it is. It is two hours of a great movie that is like tarnished by about two minutes. That's exactly right. At the end, exactly right.
1: Okay. I guess we should move on. Let's talk about the spirit of the week that we've been much touting for the last two days. It's a Johnny Walker 18, 18 years blended scotch whiskey courtesy of our friends at Diageo. So thank you again. It's uh, really tasted like very smooth caramel notes. I thought it was lovely. So much so, I think JVL... Loved it, and will hopefully help him, nurse him. I loved it. Nurse some back this, to health. Gosh, it's
0: the greatest. Wonderful. Thing
1: ever. Okay, worse than your. I Dr. love Nick you. Impression. Okay, I love Thank you. you. Rick. Okay, um, uh, I, I do have a correction here. Eagles forever. Uh, according to substandard listener, the Nickachu uh, going to the Super Bowl. We said there will be blood was Paul Thomas Anderson's most expensive movie, but it's actually Magnolia, <laughs> and I know why. All the frogs.
0: Yeah. The frogs. Expensive. They were practical. They were not CGI. Oh no. he had to go out and you round up. real frogs. And no, no, a lot of real f- Rubber frogs. Oh, rubber. F- because you can't. The well, PETA people would have been very unhappy that if you would use really real frogs. I
1: feel like it was probably a Vic, metaphor. Do you know what those somewhere?
0: were? I'm gonna blow your mind. Point Pleasant. You what? go to Point Pleasant. Uh-huh. You're on the boardwalk. Oh, they- there's the game where you, <laughs> you bang the, the mallet and the rubber frog flips up. Have in you the, ever? The jelly ever have you ever played that game, JVL? uh 100. How successful? Me, not at all. My brother is an idiot savant at that game. Because it's to go rotating. When you we can't would, just hit it. It's not strength. When we would go just to strength. the boardwalk, yeah. he'd just take five bucks, and I would say his success rate on that is about 80%. That's insane. And he would drive the people working the machine. He would just sit there waiting, 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 bam. I'm much better at the whack-a-mole game. I'm
1: very oh, a frenetic. Mole. A mole.
0: Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got to jump the gun there. <laughs> I'm really good at that. I'm really fast with my hands. Uh, okay. Sonny has no idea what we're talking about because you've never been to a boardwalk, have you? It's near the sand. <laughs> it's near the and sand. it's outside. And he wouldn't
1: go. No, he wouldn't go. That's too bad for Let's him. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, here's a, a really quick tip for our listeners. Something You learn something every time. The game with the claw right? Mm-hmm. I hear it depends. The story is it depends on how many quarters are in the machine. And when it reaches the maximum amount, like, okay, there's a lot of money in the machine, then the claw works. That's what somebody said. Who has knowledge about how the machines work? Really? Supposedly. Yeah. Is this from one of your uh, connected maybe. friends? No comment. That's all the time we're giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bunch.
2: At JV Last.
1: Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in substandard under podcasts, and we're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time.
0: Oh, great. Well, now i sending it, now I have to delete it. But It's easier for me to find the break You can, you can when delete. When I'm editing well you can, it. well, you can also delete when I blow out the speakers. When Are I, you kidding? That was the best part of the show.
1: I don't know. It's going to be too loud. Uh, do you have an uh, outtake as I have? I got nothing. Okay. JV, do you have something? Or I right? have nothing. Okay, you ready for this? I'm going to crawl under my desk and die as soon as this is uh, over. Well, on a sad note, I wanted to quickly send my condolences to my sister and her family. On Sunday night, Diamond, the family guinea pig, passed away.
0: Oh. Yes. You didn't even mention him.
1: I did, to my sister when she was visiting. I said, how is Diamond doing? Is she still alive? And then, like, the next day, she died. I kid you
0: not. His power is growing, Sonny. What are we going to do?
2: My God. My God, man. We need to use this for the powers of good. Say Kim Jong-un right now. (laughs) Kim Jong-un. I'm
3: I'm sure sure it'll be fine. fine.